Hello and welcome to the second episode of BoardWars.eu, your bi-weekly podcast about Star Wars, Imperial Assault, a miniature game by Fantasy Flight Games. I'm Stefan and with me today again is Havik. Hi there. Uh, how, are, how were your last two weeks? Um, I spent a lot of time painting my miniatures. And and I hope reading about the news we'll talk about soon. Yeah, of course. Okay. And I discovered that I really hate painting white, so... Painting white? Why? I'm really looking forward to a new Stormtrooper mod. Oh, white is a stupid color to paint, I discovered. <laughs> okay, so uh, our topics yeah. for today are news. We'll cover news about Twin Shadows, the new expansion for the game. Uh, then we'll go about our campaign rule explanation stuff we started last week and probably touch about the, the differences to the skirmish mode. We'll talk about our plays. I don't know if you played in the meantime, but I had some, like, four missions with my, with my group. Uh, sadly, I haven't played uh, skirmish or started the campaign yet, but okay. yeah, spent time yeah. painting. So Then then we'll talk a little bit of, about community stuff. I'll, I dug up a skirmish timetable. Then we'll have a rules clarification and the lore question of the week, where you can again win a... It's Han Solo. Okay, it's Han Solo a, is a road bag. It's a, okay, about the news. Tell us the good news we had in the last few days. Well, there is uh, Fantasy Flight finally announced the first expansion for the game. And it will be so-called small box expansion. They followed a similar model they did with Descent. So the first box is a small box. It uh, includes a small mini campaign or side missions to add to the uh, normal long campaign. And there are 10 new plastic figures in it, two heroes and eight for the two monster groups. Or in, that, in this case, they're not monsters. They're yeah, they're, they're Imperial units, right? It's yeah, just one is Tusken Raiders. So, and the other one, so I guess the Tusken Raiders will be mercenaries. And, um, yeah, they're heavy stormtroopers, right? And heavy stormtroopers, yeah. They come in packs of two, I read. Yeah, so it will be probably, my guess is like four heavy stormtroopers and six Tusken Raiders or something like that. So, so 12, 12 figures in total. Yeah, and um, like. along that campaign also are three new, uh, three new villain packs and alley packs for which replace cardboard tokens that are in the box. So it's just get, like just like in the in the regular box, right? Yeah, because you so have the. Get, you have the cardboard tokens for the Royal Guard exactly, Champion yeah. and General Advice, and these are just boxes you can buy later with the actual figures in them. Exactly, and this time it's a leader character for the Stormtroopers, it's Boba Fett, and it's R2-D2 and C-3PO. I'm curious what they what will do with R2-D2 and C-3PO, because they're droids, right? And especially, especially C-3PO in, <laughs> in the movies. In the movies, he's, he's at a snail's pace. I mean, I, he can't have more than movement too or so. <laughs> yeah, but he's, I guess he will be always confusing the enemy. And <laughs> yeah, with his, with his, with his gestures. With his shiny golden skin, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And R2-D2 can probably be a perfect hacking slicing tool. Yeah. Or maybe, he, maybe even disabling the... Uh, Imperial droids also. Yeah, maybe, yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah maybe. I, I thought they will bring up some slicing character, but yeah. And we have two new heroes. One is already previewed on the Fantasy Flight homepage. So he's carrying a big gun. He looks like 
like the soldier character from uh, the Old Republic uh, role-playing yeah. game. And yeah, looks like he's carrying a massive shotgun. As second, she looks, we don't know yet, she looks like a spy or yeah, like a spy character or something, light arm. Did, did you read, uh, did you read the, the ability of the new hero, the spoiled hero in the FFG article? Yeah. Because it's, uh, it's called close and personal. Yeah, as an Imperial player, it sounds devastating because he, he gets like three attacks in this round. It's, it's an, it's an action. It's cost, it's costing two strain and you perform a melee attack using one red and one yellow die. And then after that, you perform an additional attack with a ranged weapon, weapon targeting the same figure. And this is, this is just one action. So yeah. this is crazy because it, you can attack three times during a round with the same guy and it could probably yeah, take like, out take out half of the, the health away from, from Vader or something. It's amazing. It really looks like the <laughs> yeah, the heavy weapon specialist. Yeah. yeah. But they but the heavy stormtroopers also look nice, I think, with their innate defense yeah, and yeah. I really have... like to get some uh, variation into my stormtroopers. Yeah, Just of to... course, because the, the the regular stormtroopers they get old quick, right? And I really like that at the start of um, Descent, I had a lot of the first edition models, so I could use a lot of monster groups, so I could start the game with a lot of variety in my monsters, so it was like great fun to have a big toolbox, toolbox of monsters to choose from, and mm. like I said, I follow the same pattern as with Descent, so we have, we get this year probably a small box expansion and a big box expansion, how how long between the small box expansions? Uh, how, how much normally, time did uh, was there in within the, the year? And normally a couple of five months, six months. So I expect news about the big big box expansion at GenCon probably. But they will talk a lot about uh, at GenCon at the in-flight report about Star Wars. But they did they did release two small box expansions for Descent per year, right? And uh, an additional uh, big box. Two oh, two boxes, and one small and one large. Yeah, and oh, okay. the next year you have small big box, and then it, it continues with small big box okay. expansion. So, so we'll have the small box now, and probably in the, yeah. in the winter we get a big, bigger box. Yeah, a new campaign, and mm. that will probably be around November-ish. Like, mo most of the time it's around the same time the first big box, which is the starter Ball game set, got released. So I guess in October, November-ish, we'll see a big box. I was a little bit surprised they would really copy that model from Descent in that way because I thought that they maybe do like a skirmish only box or something like that. Maybe they would try something like that. Maybe the way to how, how skirmish develops over the first, yeah. first year because that right now many, many players are just playing campaign because it's, it's time consuming. 11, 12 missions per campaign. It, it takes up like most of two, two months or so. Yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe most groups play that, and when the when the campaign gets stale a little bit after the second or third third campaign, they will start skirmish more, and then will the tournaments will hit, and they'll probably observe yeah. what's happening in the skirmish scene, and then maybe release expansions specifically for that. Yeah, I was see. thinking that they would release maybe a, a wave of villain packs without like the supporting some uh, big or small packs, but I guess there will always be belonging to a ex smaller big box expansion. So 
they won't throw out a wave of packs without box expansion. Yeah, I, I can see I, if the if the skirmish scene starts to develop, I can see them doing that. I can see them. Yeah, maybe them I, going I, I for skirmish yeah. only stuff. But we'll see. Uh, they probably probably in the skirmish <laughs> boxes there probably won't be any any new figures. They probably just top up groups from the from from the other boxes. And just yeah, include be, yeah. either new tiles or just new missions or new new rules. I don't know. Maybe new tokens to to do to use yeah. special, specifically in, in in skirmish to make new goals or so. I don't know. But, well, as always, we get a new condition. We now have the weekend condition. Yeah, in the in the twin we will get some channels, new yeah. parts. So that's top top typically the the way they, these small box expansions are handled. It's Pretty much the same model as with the Descent small boxes. So the other interesting news were that they have the Star Wars license locked down for they said like a couple of years. So that's probably spanning the, the new film re- releases yeah, because I can't have, I can't yeah, see them yeah. I can't see them. You you don't buy a license that runs out between the movies. That's that doesn't yeah. make any sense. So it's probably covering all the and, all the movies. Yeah, and yeah, probably then some. So it's maybe five years or so. I think November, December, about time they will show what how they will support the new movies. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because they also have the list, license for the new movies and new stuff. We will see how what what stuff of the expanded universe they will still use or start not to use in their games now. Some people, some people said they they spotted Mara Jade on one of the Twin Shadows. Yeah, they they use the photos same or pictures. Work. Yeah, they, they use the artwork they have from the. Star Wars LCG, and they use the artwork they have from the uh, X-wing game. So, so in the in in the LCG, do you know is there other characters from the EU in there? A lot, like Mar- a lot, a lot. Okay, Mar- I didn't. Mar- I never Jay played it. So. In there, there's uh, a lot expanded universe characters in there. Okay. So, and so maybe of- maybe they, they still will include them there because from what I'm I'm still not sure about how Disney Disney will handle this. I just read somewhere a few months ago that they, they basically decided that uh, they don't drop the EU canon. They just say everything from EU is still valid unless it's directly contradicted by the new movies. Yeah. I'm not sure if that still applies or if I, if I misread something. or But if they really do that, they, Fantasy Fly would be perfectly fine doing EU stuff. I think that the first bit they released was that everything is now, all the old stuff is legends and... Only the new stuff counts, but I think they uh, way back from it and said, "No, okay, only the stuff we rewrite new will count." So okay, because yeah. um, there's still so many stories. I think they underestimated how big the expanded universe really is. Stuff. Fantasy flights, um, in, they include also in the expanded universe a lot of stuff from various computer games. So a lot of the fighters and a lot of the uh, also a lot of the cards from the LGG characters they use they're directly from the various computer games like classic X Wing games, Rebel Assault, I know. also from uh, isn't the, isn't the so isn't I would the, really look forward if they would start including stuff from Force Unleashed. So let's see in in the in the X Wing game the the stealth Tie Fighter isn't that uh, the stealth Tie Fighter. For, the Phantom, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rebel, Rebel, Rebel Assault, Assault 2, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. Rebel Assault 2, uh, I think. Yeah. And, so it's um, have a not lot even of from stu- the movies. <laughs> yeah, they have a lot of stuff from uh, the... Uh, what was it called? Shadows of the Empire storyline? Yeah, Shadows of the from Empire, the mid- yeah. From the mid of the 90s. So 
I hope stuff from Shadows of the Empire will show up in Imperial Assault because Shadows of the Empire was a really cool storyline and there are a lot of characters and stuff you could use it from it. Yeah. I should play that sometimes because that's one of the few Star Wars games I never played. <laughs> it <laughs> looks... The sad thing is well, with all these games from end of the 90s, beginning of the 2000s, they really like these first Polygon games. They really look crappy nowadays. That's the sad I thing. I don't know. I, I recently recently replayed Dark Forces 2 and it looked fine. I thought it's an, it's an old game, so yeah. I don't have that much of an opinion of it, but <laughs> it looked fine at least to play it. So yeah, I yeah. should, I should, tr I think I should try, uh, Dark Forces. Some, not Dark Forces. What's it called? Shadows of, not Shadows of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire, Empire, yeah. I think, I don't know what's I can never get the title straight. <laughs> I think it's only on on Nintendo sixty four. Wasn't there wasn't a PC version too? I think there's a PC I, version too because I'm they sure. th th there was the time where we still had uh, like three D effects stuff and they had like smoother sprites in there and I think it's on the PC too. But I don't know if you can buy it nowadays anywhere for PC. But Lord Games is stocking up on uh, Lucas Arts classics of now. So. Of course they are right now. <laughs> so they released today six new adventures from Lucas Arts. So they started with like 10 Star Wars games, including X-Wing and so on. So probably if there is a PC version of it, we will, it will sooner or later be on goodoldgames.com. Yeah. yeah, if I can find it, I'll just play the N64 version on, on emulator. But yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I should do that sometimes. But yeah, they also, uh, during these presentations, they said that, um, Imperial Assault was the biggest release ever, which, it's saying I much can, for Fantasy Flight, so... I can, I can see that. It's an expensive box. It has a very large license attached to it. It's coming from a game family yeah. that, that was highly reviewed. I think Descent was, was very much praised by the critics. And yeah. it's, it's still a very, a very similar game to Descent, so... Descent is, uh, was also a very big release, um, for, uh, Fantasy Flight, but they said that was X-Wing was, is really yes, bringing in a lot of, of money for them, but they said Imperial Sword was like the, the biggest release they ever had, so. That's, that's saying not, much. It's not bad. Yeah, it's saying much, yeah. And of course, of, because of their, uh, of the many re really good running Star Wars licenses, Fantasy Flight's revenue is, at it's, the moment really. It's probably shooting through the roof, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if you look at the craft they showed, and it's like, you see very interesting jumps in the years they started releasing their Star Wars games. So. Yeah, it's it's a hot topic right now. It's a hot, it's a re very hot IP. So yeah, I'm the still... fun thing is they started it. Um, they started with X Wing and so on when there was not uh, much talk about new movies or anything. So it's yeah, but they, they, they started they started for... early. I think they had the, the right the right nose for that because they knew the the movies were coming out eventually. Lucas. Uh, Lucas sold sold the, the yeah, IP to Disney. The, 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 yeah, I know. But, so. but I think there were already talks about new movies, and there were rumors, and they they just thought Star Wars license. It's it's still that the 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 episode one to episode three movies they still on that old. Yeah. And this there was the the Star Wars Clone Wars animated series. So it's it was still it was still a hot topic. So yeah. they just they just grabbed it and ran with it and put yeah. out. Content after content after content for it. It, it was a good des decision from them, so they will profit immensely from that, I think. 
But of course, Imperial Assault also sold good because it's a very good game. Let's be honest, because I played, I, I'm I'm in my second campaign now. We are at mission four, so we played already like fifteen fifteen missions in eight or so sessions, and we poured. Our missions usually take between three and four hours, so that's that's like that you can't beat that value with cinema with computer games. It's yeah. one of the one of the best price you can pay for that for that amount of uh, entertainment. That's so. also uh, the the reason why I have uh, a, a very low tolerance uh, <laughs> threshold for buying new board games because <laughs> I compare them to like a normal evening in the cinema. And then I normally, if I know I, I play a board game a couple of times, I know I will get my time out of it, my money worth out of it. So. Also, also for the at least for the campaign, even much more so, you play with at least three three people. If you split the money, it's it's even less. So you're yeah. paying even less for the box. I can see that because because the the box is it's still a, a little bit expensive for if you're in your teens. You probably yeah. can't afford it out of out of your pocket money or so. Well, it's I don't it's, know things right good, now, but <laughs> it's a good Christmas present. It's a good Christmas present for your Star Wars hungry son or daughter. So what is, uh, is there? Yeah, of course. In the in the new the the Twin Shadows expansion, we also get new uh, cardboard tiles and yeah, twelve and new tiles, a new agenda deck for yeah, lots uh, like of stuff. Always, yeah, new Across agenda the deck for the Imperial player. The, the community apparently wasn't happy about Boba Fett not being included as miniature in the in the box, yeah. right? <laughs> because it, he's featured prominently on the on the front of the box with his jetpacks skirting away on Tatooine from a from a tower in the background that that's a, that is already exploding, yeah. and he's front and center in the, on the box, and he's not included as miniature in the box. He gets his own villain pack. Well, so you have kind of cut. Card. Yeah, you have the token, the, the card token, token in the yeah. box, but it's yeah. it's, but, it's but similar. Some... It's similar to Darth Vader, who was. Yeah. It's. I mean, is he's included in the in the base box? But he and Luke are already. They they were like villain packs you have in the base box to see how they look like. Yeah. And what you can expect from them. So it's very similar, and I'm not yeah. I'm not mad about it because it's... if you just play skirmish, where. It's it's looking like more and more that the the maps they play on this play skirmish on will be made available available for free later on. If you just play skirmish, you probably don't want to pick up the big box. Like it's forty forty dollars or forty euros. So you just pick up the Boba Fett's villain pack for it'll probably like ten dollars euros or twelve dollars euros, whatever. That's like a quarter f- uh, for what you pay for the big box yeah. that you don't really need if you play skirmish. So it's. I think it's a. It's not a bad decision. It's the same thing with the descent boxes. You always have like some of the big bads on the box, but they are not on the inside. I know. Just a big cardboard token of them. I know. But somebody on on Board Game Geek put it that uh, he's actually flying away from the box. So that's the reason why he's, <laughs> he's flying out of the box. <laughs> he's flying out of the box into his pack. So. That's the moment they captured. Yeah. That's the that's the new style. Not thinking out of the box, flying out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> so it will be a good and it, the the best the best news I think about the whole thing is that we'll get this box in the early summer. I think. Yeah. Did they already release a uh, release a fixed annou- announcement for it's when they will Q2. release it? It's uh, Q two. It's Q two. 
Yeah, but that's like, that's is, like three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As of this moment, it's not yet on the upcoming page. Yeah, of course not. They probably just do a little yeah, more tweaks to it and then order it in, in China and then it's going to be produced. Yeah. And Well, they also said that the presentation that they're still working on the backlog from the like three months, four months, the, the strike lasted. Yeah. So still a lot of stuff got pushed back that was not so, that was supposed to be already released and so on. Like so, Amada. Yeah. So their whole schedule is like totally, uh, um, yeah, they, they were hit hard for that, for that. But that's the, that's the risk you have to take if you outsource all your production to China and relying yeah. on these cargo ships coming in on time. So. It, yeah, well, they, that, they were in, in August uh, around ChenCon. There were some fun rumors that some ship lost uh, several containers <clears> thanks <throat> to uh, high tide. Oh, that's the reason a couple of stuff got pushed back and wasn't released at ChenCon or this fall because the ship lost the containers somewhere. That's bad. That's but bad. But I don't know if this was a rumor, but it was flying around around ChenCon. Maybe it was just a rumor. <laughs> I hope I hope it was just a rumor because that's really bad. Not not only for Fantasy Flight but also for the yeah. for the guys shipping it. It's it's not a good it's not a good yeah, situation was, to be in. I don't know if it was just a joke uh, going around that ChenCon or if there was some truth to it. But yeah, it was like a, a something that was flying around last year at ChenCon at several interviews and podcasts and videocasts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The interesting thing is um, they released this Forbidden Star board game with Games Workshop license. Yeah. And it's a kind of space conquest game. And if it's Fantasy Flight doing what they always do, maybe this game could be reskinned. So if it's successful or if the game engine runs, you could see a reskin of it with maybe a Star Wars scene. So I can see that fitting that good with, with Star Wars because in Warhammer you have m more factions. And also, it's yeah. more about about uh, securing planets. That it doesn't it doesn't reflect what's going on in Star Wars. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe they do it. Maybe they're not. Then we'll we, see. Yeah, we will see what they do um, with what, I, uh, more Star I saw, Wars games in the future. So I saw that. I hear that this maybe could be a game that could be reskinned for Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. Did they say that at at, at game Gamma Trade Show? Yeah, they, okay. they, uh, they released this. It, it, the name was floating around in some forums that Forbidden Stars is a new project of Fantasy Flight, mm -hmm. but they finally showed it at the Gamma okay. Trade. So okay. Yeah. It's I saw a space conquest game. Some said it's like a reduced version of uh, Twilight Imperium, and yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that, I heard that game takes ages to complete. Yeah, right? yeah, that's <laughs> really true. Uh, I lost days to that game. Yeah. Days, <laughs> days. <laughs> because. When we play, I think normally we play for eight hours, ten hours. Wow. Just and one, normally, just one session or what? Yeah, normally, what? but it's you can crazy. normally the last two hours, in my opinion, sometimes doesn't, don't matter anymore because we are all so tired or intoxicated that the last two rounds are normally not that it's interesting. It's and exhausting. Also, yeah. Yeah. It's exhausting. And the problem I have, big problem I have with Twilight Imperium is that you, don't really have a chance to catch up once you've fallen behind. So yeah, um, that, to catch bad, up yeah. to the leading players doesn't really work. So it can get really boring really fast for you. And you can only decide to slow the game down 
by pissing off the leading players <laughs> or just do nothing and watch somebody winning. So, But that uh, game, if you play it right, you play for eight or nine hours. Wow. But depending on the on the people, it's. I think the rule is it takes six hours for four players or something like that, or five hours for players. Every player that you add is about one extra hour. So we normally play with seven or eight people. So yeah, it's. I, I noticed that the time estimates for Imperial Assault for our group are a bit, little bit low because we usually take about one and a half times the time they actually say that the mission takes. We, because most story missions should be complete in about two hours. Yeah. But since we play with, with, we have six players now, actually, four yeah. rebel players and we, I have a co-player on the Imperial side and we, it takes us the, the last missions we played four and a half hours and it was, it was even a timed mission. So it was a time limit of eight rounds and we took four and a half hours for that. So more than half an hour for each turn. It's, it takes us a while to get through the campaign, so. Yeah, I'm looking forward how long we will take and with my groups. Yeah, that the more, it's also that it's, it's the same here. If you just play with two rebels and one imperial player, it probably goes faster because you have less communication going on. Yeah. With four rebel players, there is, there is chatter across the, across the board, across the table. They, they strategize and formulate plans and throw the plans out of the window after the next activation. It's, it's crazy, but it's it's fun. So, <laughs> so the last thing about the the news, you also linked um, pictures from the Gamma Trade Show for the new expansion, and also yeah. for for Star Wars Armada stuff. And so, I'll put it in the show notes. And that's it about the news. I'd say, yeah. yeah the only are. the only other news we had, I think, was the the announcement of of the new Star Wars movies that will hit. Like the next movie, the, the episode seven is coming out this winter. Yeah. Then a year after that, we have an, an, an offbeat movie. Like it's, it's a, I heard it's a Boba Fett movie, right? More or less. It's, um, the rumors at the moment are that it's uh, about a group of rogues and bounty hunters that try to steal the plans for the Death Star. Okay. So, and there are some rumors that Sabine from Rebels is in it in a little bit older version that uh, that might make sense, is, yeah. is in it. If he's part of the team or fighting against the team, nobody knows. And yeah. yeah, of course, it's from the timeline. It would fit into Imperial Assault time. So, so is it already already uh, confirmed that it's between the the old movies? So between Episode Four and Six, or is it after Episode Six? Because uh, Death Star, if they steal it. The or rumors I heard, it's before a new hope. Okay, so it would it would fit into Imperial Assault. Maybe they even they even tailor a product to it. It's yeah, with the time with the time really scale or with the timelines in yeah. Imperial Assault, you can easily fit a product in there. Yeah, that's yeah. something we will see in the future. How they use this timeline feature, which I yeah. we'll uh, probably have to wait at this moment uh, until last podcast. Uh, what a great concept it actually is. Yeah. We'll see uh, in the, I think in the first twin shadows expansion, we'll see how they use this timeline stuff exactly. Because there will some, you will have to, to, to limit the campaign to a certain timeline. And yeah. depending on this timeline, you can include the twin shadows missions or not. They probably will be around the same time scale or time yeah. number. Really. In the line. So <laughs> it, 
it, it would be pretty weird if they release an expansion which doesn't fit in yeah, the timeline. <laughs> I think I think the in the in the, in the core box in the learn to play uh, guide you can it says that uh, for setting up the campaign you choose a certain time frame. Depending on the time frame, you can include or exclude different side missions. Yeah. So you could theoretically include stuff from uh, Twin Shadows or exclude stuff. Maybe they, they don't they don't all fall into the same time category, and you can include some but not include the others. I, I'm not sure. So because that would make sense, I think. But we'll see how they handle that when it comes out. But still, have to say it's a really um, interesting idea. So. We will see probably different versions of uh, Luke Skywalker, or maybe a second version. Yeah, but I think that will come next year. For yeah, this, yeah. For this year, I think they will stick to the to the core stuff. But it it's interesting that you could then uh, use different versions of the characters, exclude them, include them by the timeline of the main campaign, or that's uh, that's probably how it will run. Yeah. yeah. So that's I, I have to say a very interesting uh, way to do the stuff. Yeah. And, and it uh, opens opens up a lot of possibilities for them. Yeah. And it and makes the game even more narrative and more uh story wise. It's very thematic, I think. It's it's yeah. a good it's a good approach. And the the next the next movie after the, the, the offbeat Star Wars movie is then episode eight and this is just half a year half a year after the the, the in between movie, I think. So yeah. we'll, we'll we will we'll see we will see how the uh timeline will stay with that. Is there already I, rumors for delays or what? <laughs> no, but depending on if there is another big blockbuster in the proximity of this release, maybe they maybe push they'll it out. yeah they push it yeah. Maybe so this it this would there. be 2017, 18. No, it's 17. Uh, uh, 17 in the, in, the, in the summer in the summer of 2000, 2017. 2017 you, we would have be a weird and crazy cinema year. Okay, that's it for the news. Our next uh, topic is campaign rules, explanation, and differences to skirmish mode. Last time we talked uh, talked our listeners through how to set up the first mission of the campaign and what to do, how to construct the decks, what the decks actually mean, at least most of them. <laughs> I think this time we'll just go through how to play the first mission how a typical round works in the campaign and how it's different in the skirmish mode, and then how to construct the side mission deck, how to do the upgrade stages after the mission. So I think I'll begin with the the mission itself. The first mission of the campaign, at least until now, with the base box, is always Aftermath. And it's a mission where the rebels have to infiltrate a small imperial compound that is broadcasting some signal and you have to shut down the signal before it's trans- transmitting some information, whatever. And the time limit, time limit for this mission is six rounds. So at the end of the six rounds, the rebels have to either destroy all imperial terminals. I think they're just called terminals. They're not imperial terminals. They're just called terminals. And if they don't manage to do that or if they get wounded before that, they lose the mission. And wounded is just if they lose their health pool once. So they have to attack the the terminals, which have like four four health points and one block. And after that, they just also they also have to take care of the imperial forces deployed. And if they manage to do that, it's fine. If they don't manage to do that, depending on who wins, 
the next story mission is chosen to be either I have to look it up. Oh, I have to, I don't have my campaign guide here, but um, the next mission dif differs between if the Imperial player wins or the Rebels win. The the usual way you play a mission is you place the the entrance token on the map where the Rebels can place their figures, and then the Rebels place their each of their their miniatures for the heroes on that token, the blue entry token, or uh, as close as possible to it. And after they do, after they have done that, the first round starts with the rebels because in the campaign version or in the campaign mode, each round is started with a rebel hero, except for some missions or some conditions in some missions where the imperial player gets to make the first move, but that's that's very very rare. So usually the rebels start, and an activation is as follows. The rebel player has an activation token that's sitting on the green side at the start of every round, and he flips it to the red side. If he has any exhausted abilities, he readies them, and then he can take his two actions during the round. And his two actions can either be a move, an attack, or a special action like uh, like opening a door, or opening a crate, or using one of his ability actions. And... Um, the rebels also in the campaign mode can attack twice each round. Unlike the deployment cards or the deployment units from the Imperial player, which can only attack once per round. This is at least for a general rule, unless it's contradicted by some card abilities like uh, the eWeb engineer that's uh, featured in the first mission can attack twice uh, each round. But he can only attack twice each round or move twice each round. So you can't move and then shoot. You can only shoot twice or move twice. It's a very special unit in that way. So apart from that, usually Imperial units can only fire or attack once and then move away or move to towards Rebels or whatever. So the Rebels are usually in a little bit of advantage to the Imperial units. At least in the campaign mode. We'll see how that works in the skirmish mode soon. Then this is called, and this this whole round thing for the rebels or for the imperial player is called an activation. So you activate either a rebel or an imperial unit, and it's doing is it's two it's two activations, and then this activation is it's two actions, and then this activation is over, and the activation of the next either rebel or imperial unit starts. And the only difference I remember left for the for the rebels in the campaign mode is that they can use uh, they can move two additional tiles if they can uh, still pile on strain on their card each hero has an endurance value and you can pile on uh, strain tokens on the hero card until there are equal number of endurance uh, uh, strain tokens to endurance to the endurance number on the card so it's basically like an exhaustion mode and so ex exhaust the hero to do additional stuff some of the abilities also use this strain mechanic and imperial use can units can't do it they also can't take strain so they can't move additional uh, movement point or move additional squares if they want to they have they are limited to what they have on their deployment card so after the first rebel has done his moves and his attacks the Imperial player gets to activate one of his cards or units 
And it's switching back and forth, forth like that as long as either a rebel gets to activate or an imperial player still has units to activate. If either side has exhausted all their possibilities, the remaining side is doing um, its activations or its its actions until it's ready, so, until it's it has exhausted all its options. So if the imperial player has more groups than the, the imperial players, uh, there are rebel players. The Imperial player gets to move more and attack more than the Rebel players. Also vice versa, if the Rebels mow down the enemies and there are just two two groups of Imperial Imperials left, the, the Imperial player doesn't get any any actions after the second um, group has done its uh, activation. And then there are still two Rebels remaining after that, so the two Rebels remain, remaining activate back to back and until they haven't activated, the round isn't over. So that's, these are the activations, and uh, we'll go over how it's different in the skirmish mode soon. Then, after the round is over, you have the so-called status phase, where the Imperial player uh, is getting additional threat each round, depending on how deep in the campaign you are. And uh, with this threat, you can deploy new, new units. The deployment couch each, each have a threat cost on the left, on the top left corner, and you have to pay to pay this threat cost to deploy this unit on one of the active deploy points on the map. The active deploy points are noted in the campaign guide. And you just slam the card down and take the take the miniatures, put them on the point that's indicated in the campaign guide, and you have deployed this unit. And you also have to subtract the subtract the threat cost, of course. And this is the so-called deployment. And then. The only the, the only thing you have to do uh, afterwards is start a new round and play the play until the rebels won or the imperial player has won, and you also what I only briefly mentioned you can interact with certain objects on the map like doors or crates and this is also this is just an a regular action you do you you say I want to open the door use one of your two actions for this. And the door opens, if it's not locked. <laughs> you can also open crates in which you get some item and you also get bonus credits at the end of the mission, but it's not that important. And that's it for, for the rounds and what you do during during the mission. And now, for the difference uh, between campaign mode and skirmish mode, Havik, you already played a skirmish match yeah. Uh, do you, the, the the status phase is different in the skirmish match, right? So you don't you don't have an, a threat dial and a round dial. You just draw a command yeah, cards, right? You so, uh, draw your command cards. The skirmish mode is mainly based around uh, objectives that are on the map. So between you, the between the rounds, you just ready your exhausted cards. Yeah. And draw an it one it's one additional card, or is is it one additional card plus one? Control if you control some terminal. terminals, you get okay. an additional command card. Yeah, command card, and, and that's basically the difference to the yeah, it's, to it's, the campaign it's, mode. Exactly, it's, and it's yeah faster and bloodier because your uh, models don't take strain, and you just you, know, you also to... can you also can't rest right because in the campaign mode exactly, the, yeah. the heroes can take one action to uh, recover strain. 
uh, at the excess of their endurance number. So if they have like three strain, strain tokens on their card and they have five endurance, they recover all of their strain. And if they are wounded, like if they have like three or four damage, they also remove two of that damage. So they start with strain. And if there is still um, endurance left, they also recover health. And they can do this, like, they also can do this twice around. So they can, some heroes can heal, can heal 10 damage per round if they choose to, but they give up their two activations. And this is not possible in the, in the skirmish mode because then it would probably take forever. Yeah, it's, uh, skirmish mode can be, uh, uh really fast. Uh, it's usually just to... like four rounds or so. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's the only thing that I have to say. It's a little bit of the, um, uh, exhausting part of it is um, you set up the map, you play, and it ends really fast, which is not a bad thing at all, but if you then want to play uh, another mission, you, have uh, you then put up, have to put up another map. Yeah, build up a new map, and that can be a little bit exhausting. Maybe I, I will get past if I know the tiles better, but yeah, yeah. like we talked last time, maybe yeah. I print them out somehow or something like that. Mm. Someone on someone on board game geek already has a thread up and uh, images linked to all the free uh, skirmish maps available in the base box. And yep. he said he 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 made PDFs. You can print them out, and they are like on on US leather format or so. And yeah, I, I probably will do that and print, print out, out and, and maybe laminate them or or do them on cardboard or something. Yeah. Uh, if I feel rich, I print them on, on mouse pad stuff, but. Okay. Yeah. Um, there are some sites where you can, um, send the PDFs. And print uh, them PDF out. And print them out. They do it for role playing and for, um, games like that. So you can print your, the map cool. from your campaign. You can print and maybe have it for the, uh, next role playing session or as mm-hmm. a token of, uh, memory. Memory okay. token, uh, gift yeah. it to your friends, like the map from our last campaign or something like that. Yeah. And I can, if you, if we have good PDFs of all the maps, this would be probably a interesting way. Yeah. It would be the best way to go, I think. I think at some point they will start a, a skirmish uh, mission maker because they have it with all their other games. They have a, a online uh, tool where you can make your own mission. So we will see that tool also. Probably, mm, yeah. Soon, it's probably so. taking taking a, a little bit of more time because, like I said, they probably wait until the skirmish scene ramps up. Yeah, is are there already uh, tournaments planned? This there, year? Are, there are many tournaments planned. Um, I think I know that, that they have the tournament kits they have already, right? Yeah, yeah, but I looked at the organized plays yeah. section on the Imperial Assault site on FFG, and there are at least in the in the US there are like thirty or forty. Uh, tournaments planned for this year alone, and this they only they only list like tournaments until August or so. So yeah. if you if you're in the US, you should really look on this uh, on the organized play section of the Imperial Assault page on FFG. They they have like matches in 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 every part of the country. And I looked, but there is there are no there are currently no no listings for Europe. But I'm, that may have changed. Last time I looked, it was last week. So. Maybe yeah, there are some, uh, but some uh, normally they, they, they just started the America League. They, normally they have a um, different time point when they start uh, for the Europe, uh, okay. European finals yeah. and so on. Okay. But um, you should you should really uh, uh, take part in these uh, tournament matches because they have some 
nice little gimmicks you can win. You can win like, win like alternative art cards. Like yeah, I think you have a new I would, I would, I would, uh, uh, I, would I would participate for sure. Yeah. It would be nice if they would do an online league with via some some app or something. Yeah. But that's probably not in the cards right now. Maybe if they if they stay so so profitable profitable, they will expand to this. Tournament play is a know. big part of um big part of of their uh of the of the model. I know, I know, but but for but for Imperial Assault to make it um uh uh, trying to to uh, build the community up more and more because they know like, that the good t- tournament scene um, always brings players to the game and it, it always helps to ke- keep the game longevity. Uh, I know. Longevity, and I think they will um, um, also start uh, building up for imperial assault. So yeah, like I said, it probably takes some time. Yeah. But okay, uh, that's what you do during the mission and during the first mission. And then, uh, in the campaign mode, you have to do like post-mission cleanup. It's called, that's just collect all the tokens and all the strain and, and damage tokens and the terminal tokens and disassemble the map and flip each hero to its healthy side. And then you do the upgrade stages because with the stuff you win during the mission, like credits, influence, experience, you can buy upgrades. And this is done for first for the rebels and then for the imperial player. And the rebels get to, to use their credits. And this is done. You have three so-called rebel upgrade decks. They are, you can, you can identify, identify them by, by their card backs. It's, it's a Roman numeral on them. One, two or three for the tiers. You encountered during the campaign, and for the after the first campaign, you just take the the cards with a one on the back, shuffle them, and reveal six cards. And from this, these six cards, the rebel can spend their credits to buy any of them, and distribute distribute them to any hero they want. So it's not like uh, this hero buys this card and the other buys this. They can swap uh, between the missions. They can swap however however they want, and then. They also can spend their experience point on their class deck cards. These are the ones that have the, the hero on the back. And then the Imperial player gets to do, gets to do the same. He takes his agenda deck, shuffles it, reveals not to the, to the rebels, but to himself four cards. And with the influence he, he's earned, he can buy one or more of these cards. And some of them are not most, but some of them have on their cards that you don't reveal them to the player until you use it. So in order to keep that in check and to not uh, make the Imperial player cheat there, you can uh, cover the, the, the text with your hands and just show the, show the rebels the right, the bottom right co- corner of the card where is the, the influence cost is printed on. And just to let them check that you don't buy more cards you can actually afford. And after that, you can, with the XP you got, you can also choose new cards from your Imperial class deck. And then, the, you have the, you have to select a side mission. The rebels have to select a side mission. But how to do that? The, the side mission deck is a little bit tricky in the core box because, uh, it's, you have cards that have, um, a planet on the back. It's a planet. I don't know which planet. It looks like looks like Alderaan and a moon, a rocky moon, and there are some cards in there. And 
they are color coded on their on their text side. They have um, I think they are gray, reds, and green. And for the for the red stuff, you you choose the cards that uh, match a hero because the red cards there you have six of them and each corresponds to a hero. So the partaking heroes of the campaign, you just take their mission cards and uh, do form the with them you form the first part of the side mission deck. Then you have um, all the gray cards you have, put them in the in the side mission deck, and then for the for the green cards, I think there are. Wait, is it the gray or the green cards? I'm not sure. No, no, no. That the gray cards. You you have like five gray cards, and you only choose four. And put, put, usually the, the the rebels choose four, but for the first campaign, I suggest that uh, the imperial player looks at all the side missions and just picks one not to be in the side mission deck. And then you have the the green cards that are re- mostly are reward reward missions. And for that, I think there are only four in there, and you put all four in the in the side mission deck. And this is your active side mission deck, and you shuffle it. And after the first mission, you reveal two cards, and from these two cards, the rebels get to pick one. And this is the next side mission. And after you completed this side mission, you just reveal the next side mission, and so on until you're done with the campaign. So this is how you build the side mission deck. It's it's outlined in the learn to play guide, but it's a little bit tricky to understand um, how to actually use the side mission deck, how to to reveal the stuff and how to to choose it and who's going to to choose it. So now you 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 know everything how to run a campaign, and um, we also touched on the main differences between the campaign and the skirmish mode. Skirmish mode usually is just different. That you don't have heroes, you just have deployment cards. And uh, the end of round stuff is a little bit different between the campaign and the skirmish mode. So with that out of the way, we come to our next topic. And this is skirmish and campaign play experiences. Since uh, since Havik didn't play any Imperial Assault in the last two weeks, which, is a, sh- which is a shame, he'll just talk... Briefly about uh, his painting experience with the models because that's all we yeah. have for that right now. And then I'll I'll continue with my campaign experience. Okay, yeah. Um, so how far are you with painting the, the the guys? I've painted my stormtroopers, my web engineers. Uh, I've painted. I'm in the middle of finishing up the royal guard. Uh, painted the droids and. Uh, I'm only missing the Nexo and the AT-AT and the, uh, the heroes. At the did, you, did you paint the Transition Hunters? Yeah, they were did, easy and fun to paint. Did, uh, did you paint? Did you paint all of them green, or did you take uh, other colors? No, I, I I painted two of them with yellow skin and uh, red garb. Okay, because so. um, uh, uh, red is easy and fun to paint. And I didn't make make them made them too bright, so they look different than the uh, royal cards. And uh, no, uh, the normal transitions I made like with gray and green skin, okay. uh, gray clothing, uh, green skin. So you didn't touch you didn't touch the rebels until now. No, I've 
didn't start with the characters. Normally, I, I like to have uh, more time for painting my characters. Okay. But I start, painted Vader, uh, which was easy. And maybe I saw today um, some uh, tricks uh, from Sorasto painting. Uh, yeah, I, I will link Sorasto's YouTube channel in the in the show notes because he's a he's a guy. I think it's from England, right? And he's painting the Imperial Assault Minis, and he's doing little tutorial videos about how to paint the Stormtroopers, really, how to paint really, Vader. Really they are well made. Videos. He's finished up all the Imperials. He's now uh, missing the mercenaries and the heroes. Yeah, I'll link them in the show notes. Uh, uh, but he's doing a really uh, easy step-by-step -step and includes some like uh, little effects of weathering and uh, with the Vader model he showed, um, easy trick to do uh, light effects. So um, I just can encourage everybody to watch his videos because um, it's a re really easy trick. Uh, he shows really easy tricks to paint your models in a uh, very fast way and to a accept acceptable standard for board gaming. Okay. I'll for the listeners who don't know him and who want to paint their minis, I'll include the. Uh, the link to his YouTube channel in the show notes. and I really have to say it's like the best way to start. Um, if you want to see, okay, uh, how much hassle is it to paint my miniatures? Uh, what stuff would I need? Uh, he really uh, gives, a, gives a really good instruction for like the beginner painter or somebody um, who's trying the first time to uh, paint his figures. So I really can just can encourage everybody. Okay. And I figured and, out that I really hate to paint white. <laughs> uh, how long? How long did it take you to paint like the the stormtroopers? There are nine stormtroopers in the yeah. box, right? How long did you take? Did it take you to paint them? Um, Just an it's estimate. It's hard to so. say because I, I, paint, I normally paint uh, while I'm um, watching some like like uh, while some TV show is running, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, normally shows that I don't need like to. Uh, uh, pay much attention to that much <laughs> attention to so um, yeah. and yeah the stormtroop is a little bit tricky because maybe I, I, I repainted them more or less once so because I wasn't really happy with the first uh, stuff I did but now I've got it nailed down and I think yeah I think we can manage to finish all nine of them in two hours or something like that that fast yeah, it's. I, I um, thought it. I thought it takes longer. Depends how how much you go into the detail, but um, <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> yeah, but I found now a way to to be quick about it. Yeah, I think that's it's the same way with me and um, assembling the map tiles in the in the campaign because I have uh, since I already assembled like fourteen or fifteen missions. I the the trick I use now is just look at what what big tiles are used. And for the small tiles, I already know how they look and how to look for them. Because if you get the big tiles out of the way, you just toss the toss the, the other big tiles you don't need for the mission out of the box, and then only the yeah. small stuff remains. And you have you, it's taken like two minutes to figure out to to find the other stuff, and oh, then yeah. and then you then you put it put it together. I don't think it takes me more than like four or five minutes to assemble a full map, even if it's large. So. It's once you get once you get the experience, it's really fast. So you don't need an index. You don't need uh, you don't need the numbers really. You just know that 
some some tiles are have different shapes and some tiles have different stuff on them and you just remember that like after the the, the tenth mission mission you get really fast so it's it's probably intimidating at first but it's really fast once you get to know it kind of the kind of the same like with painting the minis obviously yeah I'm looking forward to uh, getting faster finding my stupid tiles you will during the campaign you'll see <laughs> but I really have to say um the miniatures are like expected from fantasy fight are good quality and I had no issues with any bending or bent miniatures or bent um, legs or something uh, for the for the lightsabers for Vader and Diara, did you uh, were they bent for you too? Because mine were visibly bent. Uh, so. a little bit, but not much. Yeah. Do you fix it with with heat? Yeah, the okay. classic hot uh, cooking water and ice mm. uh, cold water trick. Okay. okay, it's normally the best for a bent plastic. Okay, I'll um, try that too. Just. Do how do, how do you store your minis now? They are painted. Do you do you put them together in in a in the in the package they came in? Because it's just a it's just a a plastic a plastic bag, right? Yeah, I, I still always, have them in there. Yeah, that's how, that's always then the big problem. Once you started painting them, storing them. Uh, so yeah. you don't have a solution yet. Um, probably I will will uh, use uh, the box from Twin Shadows or something like that and. Uh, fill okay. it with um, it's so you don't have a, a, a final solution for that. You could you could buy a second core box, right, and and do the <laughs> the, the foam and rubber stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, I had a problem with my descent miniatures, um, so I ended up just playing uh, descent at my place, so I don't have to carry around my painted miniatures. Yeah, yeah, it's fo foam, but it's foam. Yeah, okay. there, there's some kind of sponge foam you can buy for. Carrying around your uh, Warhammer or uh, oh, yeah, right. War Machine miniatures, and um, you can use the same foam for uh, filling up your uh, Imperial Assault or uh, yeah, your Imperial Assault boxes. Box. Yeah. yeah, I probably use the small boxes because normally if you fill them with sponge foam, um, you can get them all in there. So okay, and okay. yeah. But probably, as always, I, I, the solution will be that we only play at my place, so I don't have to carry around my painted miniatures. That's nice. It's not in the cards oh. for me, but it's nice if you can arrange that. <laughs> yeah, but um, they're from several um, different companies. They are small miniature carrying boxes that are quite cheapish and. You could always use some of them. So, uh, I think I'll, I'll I'll stop by the Games Workshop store in the in Vienna next week and look at if they have something special for that. Yeah, Just ask them. Yeah, it's probably, probably expensive, the, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah, if you if you take Games Workshop stuff, it's more expensive. You could look up stuff from uh, uh, Feldherr, this one company. It's cheaper, and they already did stuff for. Uh, X-Wing, so they probably oh, okay. will start doing uh, Imperial Assault uh, Imperial Assault 2, and they are not too expensive. And um, the other company you would have to order online is uh, Battle Box Battle. My, my head today. <laughs> 
Yeah, we'll put the put the links in the show notes. Fox, but uh, I don't really remember the other big company that in that section. We'll find out and put them in the show notes. Yeah, but normally there's some companies buying it from Game Games Workshop is probably the expense most expensive uh, because uh, they're. The, the branded product they sell is always the uh, make you pay for their name. Of course, yeah. And they, they I... like to make profit on uh, modern stuff just by putting their name on it and making it more expensive. I know. I still haven't. I still don't have the problem because my minis are still not painted. So I, I carry them around in the in the standard box and in the standard plastic bag they came in. So no problem for me. <laughs> but yeah. I'll. I'll probably either uh, source out the painting somewhere in the next month, or or paint them myself. But painting myself, I'm I'm actually too intimidated by that. <laughs> but, but we'll see. The, the Sorasto videos it really shows you um, how to do it step by step. And uh, if you like uh, avoid like the biggest rookie mistake you can make is um, uh, using too much paint. So you. Uh, clock up all the uh, details and have like a thick layer of paint on paint on your model. It's like the biggest mistake you can make. Everything else, having like a small uh, thin layer of paint, you can do, can't do anything wrong. Okay. And if you do something wrong, you always can uh, remove the paint quite easily. You okay. just throw them into some isopropylene and which okay. is uh, uh, the Isopropylene, if you don't have it laying around or not in the laboratory, you always can use the... Um, nail polish, I think, right? No, no, no nail polish, because it uh, attacks the plastic. Um, oh, <laughs> good to know <laughs> for, yeah. for rookie painters. <laughs> you can use, uh, if you don't have isopropylene, it's also in, um, in a di disinfectant you can use. Okay. Yeah. There's like this oh, we'll bottle of um, disinfectant, Sterilum. You can yeah. buy a uh, uh, local pharmacy, and mm -hmm. you can use that one because it's a diluted um, solution of isopropylanes, and that can strips normally most of the paint of the miniature. And if you buy, there are some companies will you get um, paint quite cheap uh, okay. paints. Yeah, like a decent selection for paints and. Um, I would uh, I would um, for for starting painting, I would get like a, one beginner set of paints and some shades, because normally you paint um, uh, your foundation, and then you shade with some um, uh, diluted inks, and normally this stage is sufficient enough. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe maybe I'll try it. Uh, after my third campaign, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Before that, I don't think because uh, I'll I'll have a fixed schedule. We'll play, and I don't have time to to paint the minis and get them ready for the next campaign. It's it's too too much too much of a hassle right now. So yeah, maybe I'll do it after that. The, but the beautiful mixture between failure and success, and yeah, uh, of course, being totally pissed off what you're doing, and being oh, that's, very that's... very happy when when it turns out. Uh, okay-ish or cool, so it's always the <laughs> interesting uh, level between frustration and uh, achievement and um, a little bit also endurance uh, thing because the biggest problem I always have that I'm 
Uh, biggest problem is I always have to wait for, for the paint to dry to continue painting. And <laughs> sometimes I make painting mistakes because I'm just too uh, impatient. Yeah. I know that. I, I think it, it's, it sounds like that's it's probably not nothing really for me. So <laughs> probably, yeah, I probably, uh, yeah. some really good tutorials online and, um, okay. we'll a, see. Friend, a couple of friends of mine started now to paint because we started a war machine league and they were intimidated at first. But if you get like over your first, uh, shaking hand, <laughs> over your first shaking brush hand, um, it's no hassle at all. If you just paint them for, I would say it's, it's called tabletop standard. Um, yeah, everybody can achieve it. Okay. So any, any closing comments on your painting, uh, adventures during the past two weeks? Um, just start to paint. And I have to say, um, yeah, enjoy it and go for it. Okay. Maybe I'll do that. So for my play experiences during the past two weeks, we started a new campaign. Um, what's, what's the date today? Uh, we started, yeah, last Saturday, actually, my second campaign. And, uh, the difference to the first campaign is that I actually tried this time <laughs> because the first campaign I started playing military might and the, the rebels, we were getting all kinds of rules wrong in the first five or six missions. So I, I don't, I took it as a learning, learning experience. And also I think the rebels took it and the, the, the game mechanics kind of snowballed for the, for the rebels because I was losing too much missions. They had too much credits. They had too much experience points. So I, I was losing the last mission that had a, has a 11 or 12 round limit. I was losing that in like eight rounds or nine rounds. So it was a slaughter and so I was focusing on what I could can do better in the next campaign, and we started the next campaign last Saturday. And I was I, I chose the subversive tactics deck, and it so far it worked out really well. Uh, from the first for the first few four missions we played, we played three on Saturday and uh, and one mission on Tuesday. I I won the first three missions and lost the 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 fourth mission. I said. I say I, but actually we play a two-player Imperial player style now, so it's not even even my accomplishment, but from my, from my teammate. And the main difference is now that for the new class deck, uh, Subversive Tactics is, is really t tailored around slowing down heroes, because you can... The, the first ability you get, it's it seems like it's much weaker than the first ability you get with uh, military might, which is show of force. You just focus any unit during during a given round. Any round you can focus any unit uh, once per round, of course. And this is really powerful because you can, if you focus on an e-web, he's he's dishing out so much damage. But uh, for subversive tactics, you have the card. Prey upon doubt, and with that, the hero who's attacking either chooses to suffer chooses to suffer one strain, or adds one search cancel to the to the dice to the dice results. This sounds a little bit a little bit weak if you read it that way, but since the the heroes count on using the search 
results on the dice. This actually becomes very strong as soon as they they, they, they buy uh, additions for the for the, the the weapons or new weapons that have different search result search abilities. So this is really well yeah, even just, even later in the campaign. You just block them from using their new shiny toys. So of course. it doesn't sound that bad. It's it's really good. And then on top of that, you have two one XP cards that are amazingly strong. The first one we chose was Savage Weaponry. It's an attachment, so you after you put a put a unit on the map, you can put this card on the deployment card or buy the deployment card of this unit, and it adds Pierce one, so it automatically ignores one block result on the defense die, and you have the search ability bleed, which is for like if you have stormtroopers attacking with Pierce one and bleed three times, it's it's crazy and it's working really well. And the second one XP card is Surgical Strike, which is um, after one of your your Imperial units resolves an attack, the target suffers one strain and one damage, which is also amazing. You can strain the heroes each round once, at least at least they get one one strain and one damage. So it's it's these two cards plus the the first you get. They are so much stronger than the stuff you get with Imperial with military might. That so we we are way ahead now um, compared to the first campaign we had. And for the third card we chose, we got Weary Target. It's a free XP card. We could we could just just afford it after the fourth mission. And it says at the end of each round, choose one hero who has not suffered strain equal to his endurance. So he has still strain left to use. That hero suffers two strain. That's and you can do this each round for free. <laughs> what the fuck? That's oh, that's awful. That's that's awful for the heroes. I can't wait to use that next mission. <laughs> because if you have um, if you have heroes that only have four 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 endurance, they are half full of strain after the first round. <laughs> even if even if they don't didn't use any any skills that use uh, strain, so. And even if you, even if uh, the, if you, even if you hit the cap of the strain with the two strain you give them, the strain is automatically converted to a damage. So at least you get uh, get them full of strain and then additional damage if you if you chose to to use the target the the, the card on a on a target that was only one strain off of his of his endurance cap. So this is also very good and it also has other. I think the four. Four XP cards are also very good, but I'll have to see to if we can even afford them. Let's see. So that this is what we played, and we played the missions aftermath, of course. And the second, the side mission was <laughs> okay. So the heroes are uh, the the Bothan spy, Mac Ash Kare, or how however is he's called. Yeah. The Pasil, uh, Fan Cygnus, and the fur the fourth one is. Who's the fourth one? It's I forgot. It's not Gideon. It's not oh, who's the fourth one? Ah, yeah, it's it's the smuggler, the the, the scoundrel, the chin uh, chin Han chin Solo. chin chin Odin, yeah, the female Han Solo. And the the first side mission they took was the the character mission of uh, Mac Ashkaray, where he should get his shadow suit, but <laughs> it was it was basically a slaughter of the rebels. We, we decimated them. Like no tomorrow, it's you start with three heroes, excluding Mac, who is sitting in an ATST 
and they start in an imperial hangar and have to get out and uh, eliminate all the, the the imperial resistance out of the uh, on the outside of the hangar. But you have a royal, royal guard champion. You have two royal guards. You have uh, one one unit elite stormtroopers. You have one elite uh, uh, imperial commander and one e- one elite eweb automatically spawns after the first round. It's crazy. It's crazy, and they had no chance. They had like yeah, it no chance. Sounds like a mission you should take later in the game when you're. Yeah, I think I think that's the intention. More. Yeah, they had they should have sa- saved that for later, but they did it now, so they lost really badly. <laughs> and I we got two in influence for that, so it's turned out well for us. And the third mission we did was under siege, where the rebels have to defend the complex, the, like a base. Yeah. And the the imperials have to. Uh, storm this base and the, the, the rebels made a crucial mistake because they went off the, out of the base to the, to the point where the Imperials spawned and tried to, to decimate them there so they can't even do anything. But, uh, in the second round, after the second round, Imperial Royal Guards spawned and they gave everything around them plus one block results each attack. So, they basically boost the defense of every unit standing around them. So each round we spawned, we spawned guys there and they couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't, um, clear the guys fast enough. And in the end, they lost really badly. And we got another big, big influx of influence. And then the next mission was we played on Tuesday. It was, um, generous donations, which is, uh, like a like a bank heist of the rebels, they have to infiltrate a compound, activate a terminal, and then sit it out with the terminals there to get credits. And we did, uh, we did something something innovative, but it didn't pan out because we saved our threat until the fourth round, and then started to deploy massive amounts of units. But the the, the mission has an eight round cap, and after the after they uploaded the virus on one terminal, each terminal is get generating one is like uh, is generating one token per per round. So if they have three terminals at the end of the round, you get three tokens, and there is a total of twelve tokens. So if they manage to defend four rounds, all tokens, they get uh, like five four four hundred or five hundred credits per hero, which is like a lot, <laughs> and. They managed to do that because our our plan was to to wait until the ATSD spawns and wait until the stormtrooper spawns and then deploy our units or the, the the open open group units and storm the base and wound them all in one round. Didn't pan out because they rolled three of them have white white defense rolls a white defense die and they rolled in one round like like four dodges or five dodges in the next round they rolled again four or five dodges so we cu- we couldn't do any damage to them because they were so lucky with the defenses but it was it was a close mission and i think next mission we do better will do better so that's what we, we played in the last two weeks something and i i just realized now um in the corset and expansion it's like on uh you only play as the imperium but imperial player but uh, that role could be switched, so you could be of course, yeah. play with a Sith as a Sith and have Sith decks for a, a different campaign. Or this, you is, could... this is entitled. You can you can even switch roles where one player is playing the rebels and the others are playing for for imperial heroes. Like that's that's also a possibility. 
it's very interesting. You could um, there's a lot of flexibility in there. You could also have like uh, somebody from the Hut Empire or the Black Suns uh, playing against uh, the Rebels or something like that. There is already something like that in the in the in the in the current campaign because there is a, a mission called Spice Job where you can earn the 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 rights to take Chewbacca with you on missions that the ally card and I think you only encounter mercenary uh, enemies in this uh, in this mission so it's just Thrandershans and I think Nexus you can also bring along your own imperial units but from from the start and from the from the units you get from the mission it's only mercenary units so it's already a bit themed in that way it's interesting so for future campaigns, you could really have a campaign just playing against uh, Black Sun or just playing against uh, the Sith Lord or something like that. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. So, that was our experiences in the last two weeks. And now we come to the next topic, which is community stuff. Community stuff this week is, uh, I found on the board game geek forums a skirmish timetable basically a picture a graphic of a skirmish timetable and it's it's a handy tool you can print it out and bring it with your skirmish mission to never forget any any section of an activation phase or any section of a status phase or what in what order the attack results uh, the the attack resolves so just print it out uh, so you don't forget anything yeah. something because like that is always really handy to have. Yeah, because what I found out, you do forget rules. It's yeah. there are so many corner cases. You and there are so many abilities that trigger off of other abilities or other situation situations that you just forget. So everything you can can do to help your your memory during the during playing is something you should consider. And this is one one thing I found on the boards. I'll put the link to the. To the to the actual graphic in the show notes, so you can download and print it out. It's really helpful. You should consider doing that. Even you, even for you, it's it's a a tool you should use during skirmishes. So, with that uh, checked off, our next topic is rules clarification. For rules clarifications this week's. This week we have uh, Garkan, or our Wookiee hero, in the base set, in the core set. It, he has a he has an ability called uh, Brutal Cleave. He can buy, I think it's costing four XP or something, and it basically allows him to, after he attacked one figure, he can attack another figure that he can reach. Then the question was in the board game geeks forums: uh, Can he? Can he? Swip, swat, uh, swatch, no, not, not swatch, switch weapons between these attacks. So he did attacks the first guy with the, with one axe and the next guy with a viper, viper blade or something. And someone from, from FFG responded and said, this is absolutely possible. It is even possible to switch, uh, to a ranged weapon during the second attack and attack the second figure in a ranged mode or just shoot with the shoot with a crossbow or, or a blaster or whatever and uh, so you, it's it's named cleave after like like a melee attack melee attack but it's not actually played that way it's not in the rules that way you can uh, switch weapons between and you can use ranged or melee weapons in either part of the attack okay so 
You can just switch it. You can just switch it as you like. And this is the rules clarification for this week. It's a, also a, uh, there's a, uh, a thread on board game geeks, which I will link in the show notes. That's explaining how it actually, actually exactly, exactly works. So the next topic is just, uh, the second to last topic for this week. We have again our raffle and the lore questions for the week. And this week, uh, last week, of course, we asked who is the, who was the captain on, General Franz, uh, flagship Chimera, and the answer, of course, is Captain Gilad, or Gilad, or however you pronounce it, Pelion. Let's see. I'll resolve the raffle right now. Uh, let me just see who can win. We have like four or five or six guys responded to that, and each had the right answer. And Matthew, Justin, Chris, Brian, and who's the last guy? Brandon, one of you is going to win now. I'll open random.org and put in a, put out a random number from one to five. And the result is two, which is Justin Paul. So you're the, you're, the, you're, you're the lucky winner of uh, IG88 uh, villain pack. Of course, you get it when I get it. So it still will, <laughs> still will take like two or five, two or three weeks. And I'll send it when I get it. So, and for this, for this week, our question is, what is the name of Leia's ship in New Hope that is boarded by the Imperials at the start of the movie? You know, where, where she's, uh, she's getting the plans of the Death Star into R2D2 and sending them to that Tatooine with the, oh, with the, the escape pod. <laughs> no, of course it's not the Millennium Falcon, but <laughs> it's easy to it's easy to find out. The price this time is um, Han Solo Ally Pack. And last time we forgot to give a deadline for um, for the Ooh, yeah, that's for, cool. to, to to send in your answers. And the deadline for this uh, for this raffle is the first of April. It's not an April joke, of course. It's the 1st of April because we'll probably record the next episode on the 2nd of April. So the 1st of April is the deadline for sending in your answers to uh, win the Han Solo ally pack. Once again, the question is, what's the name of Leia's, ships, Leia's ship in A No Hope that is boarded by the Imperials at the start of the movie? You should know that. You, well, at least if you don't know it, you can look it up. Yeah. So that's the show for this week. If you're interested in joining the show... Please drop us a note either on Facebook or uh, just at the uh, at the email. Uh, the email is like last time podcast at boardwars.eu. You can you can also uh, send your the answers to the raffle dot, uh, on this to this email. And if you want to join the show, also send us an email there. You can also reach us on our face on our Facebook page where I post mostly funny funny stuff about stormtroopers. And also <laughs> news from FFG. And you can visit us on our homepage, www.boardwars.eu. Can't talk today. Or just boardwars.eu also works. And contact, contact us uh, on either side, either via email or on Facebook directly via message, if you want to join the show. And you can also reach me directly with Stefan at boardwars.eu. I will post all of this in the show notes so you don't have to write it out. You can just copy it there. So, that's the show for this week. Any any closing comments, Her Heron? Herrick? 
Sorry. I'm still it's waiting late. for my Han Solo to paint, but yeah, it's we'll <laughs> we'll take we'll take another week or so. Yeah. Okay, maybe. Um, yeah, mine will get uh, half around the world, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I know you. You ordered them from from the US. Yeah. I'll I'll pick them. I probably pick them up at my store around not around the corner, but like five minutes from here. So uh, next next time we'll. Probably discuss uh, the Ella and Willem packs and maybe more news or whatever, and maybe re re review some some class cards or item cards from the campaign if Harry gets around to playing the campaign or the skirmish mode, whatever. We'll see about yeah, that really next time. I really want to start now. I'm on fire for it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, until next time, we'll wish you a very very lucky goodbye and. Keep on fighting for the Empire. What a rebels. <laughs> okay. Bye bye. Bye.